Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Greed, and today we're going to discuss a topic that we've discussed before on this show, and that is the Christian church. And it's really easy to, when I talk about the church, you picture a building, but if you build a church, a building, and you meet the people who are there, they'll tell you that the church is not the building, it's the people in the community. And I can't help but notice that a lot of people in the community, and make no mistake about it, I grew up with these people. I grew up in this environment, and so I didn't just go to one church one time and then have this opinion. I grew up in the church, and I have respect for Christianity, for Islam, and for Judaism. The problem is, with Christianity, mainly the Protestant branch of Christianity, some in the Catholic, especially with the Pope in recent years, but it's these, in my opinion, these, pa- I call them panda bears. They're pandering to people and they know it. And you can see it in their, you can see it in their faces. You can see it in their rhetoric. They know what's happening. They know what they should say, but they don't say it because they're scared of controversy. They don't want to come across as being uh Toxically masculine. Thank you, uh, Gillette, for putting that out five years ago. Uh, we don't appreciate it. But we have men who talk about masculinity, but then when they bring up the Bible, all of a sudden, is it, people start to shuffle. They start to say, "Oh, but but I believe in marriage. Oh, but but but, but I think I think uh, that this that and the other thing. Uh, I, I don't. You know, they give out all these disclaimers and they start doing the the good old." You know, monkey doing an Irish jig type of thing, and frankly, it makes me sick. And I came across this clip, and I'm not the first person to do this. I actually watched one of my favorite content creators go through this clip, and he gave a little bit of an interesting perspective. But there's a hidden factor in this video that I really want to address because I think that it's very pertinent to the modern day Christian church as a whole, and that is the Daily Wire's video on masculinity. We're gonna go over this and very used to the Daily Wire. I actually respect some of the guys on this panel. I don't agree with them, obviously, in a lot of ways. But when it comes to politics, we kind of agree. When it comes to religion, not so much. Oh, hell no! So we're gonna go through this and we're gonna dissect this and I'm gonna come at this from the perspective of a man who grew up in the church, who sees what happens to men who grow up in this environment, some of whom are still my dear friends. But we're gonna explore this and why I believe there to be flaws in this philosophy. Let's get going, shall we? It's interesting how the meaning of red pill has evolved over the last uh, five years to, to essentially now mean, anti. I would say anti-woman, they would say pro-man, but I think it's, far beyond pro-man. I think it's decidedly anti-woman in many ways. And you see people who, I think some of them are, are bad actors who are peddling. But then you also see people like, like Pearly Things who, I don't know Pearl. I don't know if she's a bad actor or not. I kind of get the sense that maybe she's just a naive uh, person being kind of dragged along out of half desire to be famous and half probably hasn't read a book. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. I think his name is Jeremy. I'm not sure, but I th- Pause it right there. First of all, do you notice how this is framed within the first minute of this video? It's fil- It's immediately framed as men hate women. Uh, Pearl 
doesn't know what she's talking. I have not watched a lot of her content. I know who she is. I don't want to sound like I'm just trying to front. I actually don't watch a lot of her content. I don't watch a lot of content in general because I'm busy producing it, so I don't watch a lot of it. But when I see arguments like this, where Pearl got really popular really fast, from what I know, mainly jacking talking points from guys who've been in the space for a very long time, but more than anything else, you notice how he immediately dismisses accountability? Oh, she's a woman. She, may, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's naive. She's probably uneducated or naive. Uh... Sir, she's a fully grown woman. Uh, last time I checked, women were people, and people had brains, and they knew how to use them, and they make conscious choices about what to do and what not to do and what to say and what not to say. So to just dismiss that as if she's a, a moron or she doesn't know what she's talking about is really insulting, quite frankly, to Pearl. And this is me caping for Pearl. That's just... You want to talk about being anti-woman, you assume that because she's a woman, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Which is kind of insulting, at least I would think it is. But again, so, this, is, this whole space is anti-woman. No, I'm pro-accountability. How's that? How's that? Does that work for you? Let's keep going. Um, and, and half of that I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> but and the other half, you can also relate to. <laughs> But I do think it's this. Oh, wait, hold on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look at all these goofy ass. Hey, Andrew Tate called. He wants his shtick back. What the hell is this? We're smoking cigars, drinking scotch, and bourbon? What? Did these guys watch an Andrew Tate video and say, oh, we're going to go copy. Let's go copy Andrew Tate. Oh, my gosh. What is this? This is terrible. Out the gate, we have alcohol in the background. We have them smoking cigars. No black men present who are really the pioneers of this space. We have a, a black woman, but no black men on this panel. They, they couldn't have gotten anybody from this red pill space to go on their show. Of course they couldn't, because it actually be dealt with reality and not be in their circle jerk bubble. But of course, we're not here to have an actual discussion. We're here to talk about things in a completely round table of agreement. Unbelievable to me. Gosh, copying Andrew Tate so shamelessly is disgusting, but let's keep going. This interesting question that, that uh, is harder to talk about in one-on-one -on -one settings that might be befit this format. Just to talk about what is the role of men and women? What is the role of marriage in a society that has essentially turned its back on the concept of marriage that is legally encoded anti-man uh, anti policies and then into our legal code? the definition of marriage. I mean, abolish the definition. You know, I, so it's not, not anti-man. They've, they've abolished difference. They've abolished right. the difference. Well, I want to pause. Let's go back. I want to hear what... Jer I, want, I think his name is Jeremy. Let's go back. I want to hear what his question was again. Look how... <laughs> Look how uncomfortable Candace Owens looks, man. <laughs> Yo, look how uncomfortable she looks right now. She's like, oh man, this isn't going to end well. What, is, what, was her, what were his questions again? Format. Just to talk about 
what is the role of men and women? What is the role of marriage in a society that has essentially turned its back on the concept of marriage that is legally encoded anti, uh, anti-man and policies? Then, and then, okay, pause it. Okay, so his question was, what are the roles of men and women in marriage in society? Well, marriage is used to create societies, create communities. It's traditionally, and this, well, actually, no, not a lie. In America, it's been one man, one woman, unless you're Mormon in the, in like the 18th century, in 18th and 19th century. But you see, here's the problem right out the gate. Marriage, how we understand it in the West today, is a very new phenomenon. I know you went to church and you read that Oh, in Genesis, God created one man and one woman, and that was the first marriage, and that was the model for everything. Well, first of all, that's a big leap, in my opinion, because, of course, they had monogamy. They were the only two humans on the planet. How are you supposed to have any other model than that when it's just, you're the only game in town? So there's that. But also, in the Bible, in the Old Testament in particular, there are multiple examples of the patriarch, Abraham, um, Jacob, David, Saul, Solomon, God, gentle, men who had power and wealth and status had multiple women. Now, I'm not saying that you need to have those things. I'm saying that they did. So when we go into today's society, marriage is supposed to stabilize society and to basically provide a man with outlets and the ability to raise children and have consistent sex. And that's what marriage is really supposed to do and to prepare the next generation. The role of men and women in society, uh, considering that women are the only ones who can incubate children, they've kind of been assigned that role. Whether they like it or not, it's too bad. Take it up with God. The one thing that men physically cannot do. So that's why the gender roles have evolved the way they have. Men are physically stronger than women, so we do most of the labor. Women are the only ones who can have children, and so therefore that's kind of been their role. That's kind of how those roles evolved. And obviously there are societies that that is a little bit different, but that's largely where that came from. Let's see what they say. Let's see how many words I use compared to how many they use. Let's keep going. And abolish our legal code. the definition of marriage. I mean, abolish the definition. You know, I, so I, it's not anything men. They've, they've abolished difference. They've abolished right. the difference between men. The distinction itself. Yeah. You know, I, I just went on the whatever podcast yeah. for my, I, I think it's now my like 28th hour on that, that show. You were, that was six hours. After a three-hour debate on the show. So I, I that did. was a separate thing? Yeah, I did nine so hours. Did nine basically hours? Straight. Yeah. And I, and, but well, it, was, it was worth it. Nice self-plug, by the way. Nice, shameless self-plug. It was Why? great. It was great. I really love that show. I love it. Because you got almost every question. <laughs> I, when, when, I, when I did it the first time. You couldn't pay me. You pay me a million dollars. I wouldn't. No, I love it. Because the girl, these poor girls, man, the whole thing with that show, which is why it's so funny. Did he just say those poor girls, they're choosing to be there. They want to be there. It gets their Instagram following up. gets their TikTok following up. It gets their OnlyFans subscriptions rolling. They go on there for social media hype and to make money. What do you mean, poor girls? Again, this is part of the problem with the Christian church and why I hate it so much. 
and not the church, but I hate the culture that it cre creates. And I wonder if Ben Shapiro will talk about this, because considering that he's the only Jew on the panel, and Judea the, the Orthodox Judaism, the Orthodox Jews do a lot better job at this. And I've seen them do it. It's fantastic. To me, it's better. It's not, there's no perfect solution to anything. But, in order, but the Orthodox Jews do this better than the Christians do. But the Christians have this mindset of women are like fragile creatures who don't know what the hell they're doing, when in fact, <laughs> they are really good at exploiting you, <laughs> clearly, so they can't be that stupid. Again, we start this whole talk with the red pill, the popular man in the space, which would include, probably include me. We don't like women. Meanwhile, they're the ones insulting women's intelligence, and they're the ones saying that women don't know what they're doing. Wow, really great start so far. Funny is the you get. Hold on, I'll pay you ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're really gonna do it? You're like eleven. No, the thing with that show that makes it very funny is guys go on and they make fun of these girls who have OnlyFans who are like eighteen and don't know anything. What did I just say? And then the guys completely destroy them, and then the girls look like dummies, and then the clip goes viral. And I. Yeah, and then everybody makes money, schmuck. What are you talking about? The women want to be there. They volunteer to be there. They know what they're signing up for, and they know that there are going to be a ton of simps who are going to flood their OnlyFans. Duh. I felt it would be wrong to do that. I felt... Did he just say, I felt? No man should start the sentence with, I feel. That is immediately taking a non-masculine approach. Never start a sentence with, I feel or I felt. As a man, never start a sentence that way. I want, I, I would encourage you to start with, I think, I believe, I was, I believe, I think, I feel, uh, not I feel. Never start with I feel. You see how easy it is to stiff flip that? Never start with I feel. I believe, I think it's possible, logic would dictate. Use anything other than that. Never start with that. Terrible. I might get a lot of views, but I might also burn in hell for eternity. And I thought about what? it for a moment. And then I thought, no, okay, I, I won't do it. And so I went on. And you I also have a rule. Never give the audience what they want. Yeah, exactly. Never. <laughs> like, I, was, I went on a great Michael discourse about the, the Treaty of Augsburg. Actually. <laughs> I, you know, so I, I go on there, and I, I just felt it's not these girls' fault. Oh, my God! Oh, it's not their fault. You see how they treat women like children, but yet we're the ones who are supposedly anti-women? You, you ever notice that? I think that women are largely more crafty and extremely smart. They're smart and crafty. Are they lazy? Most of them, yes. Are they stupid? No, they are not stupid. But yet you have guys like, what is this guy's name? Michael Knowles, I think is his name. I think that they said it on the screen. You have this guy saying that, Oh, oh, poor women. Oh, they're being exploited. Oh, my goodness. They're so naive. Oh. They chose to be there. They chose to go to the show. They chose to be embarrassed, knowing that they were going to all make money. They know what they're doing. They chose to be there, but yet you're letting them skirt accountability. Why? Because they're women. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Who's anti-woman here? Who's implying that because they have a vagina that they're not intelligent? Not me.
All of them have some weird family situation. None of them, we live in a culture that teaches them a ton of lies. They don't, they don't, they, they have no education. Even if they went- Again, women are victims. Again, this is the same approach that all these types take who are on the tradcon area of the internet. They assume that all the women are victims. Meanwhile, they're the ones who are running the show and who have everybody on their side, the courts of law and the courts of public opinion. And yet here you are taping for them. Here you are making excuses for them and telling me that I need to step up. What? This is this this is this is absolutely a disgrace. Well, this is getting weird. How much more can I take of this? It's only been a minute, it's two minutes and a half. Went to good schools. They have no education. They don't so I, I felt, okay, let's just talk about what's really going on here. And they're victims of feminism and the red pill guys. Victim, victim, victim. How many times can he say the word victim in a single paragraph? Oh my gosh, brother. Oh my God. Are victims of feminism. And the irony about the red pill guys, I sympathize with them a lot, a lot of ways. The family courts are totally stacked against dudes. The culture promotes divorce and abolish the definition of marriage and blah, blah, blah. But the, the red pill guys are feminists. Their, their sense of men and women is basically That's this. Right. It's just that men and women are interchangeable. Yes. What? What? What are you talking about? Who are you listening to? What is this? Who is he talking about? Who is he talking about? I have never heard anybody say that. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. And go around, screw around, you owe nothing to women. If it's good for women, it's good for men. And that's just a lie. You know, the, the fundamental unit of society is actually not the individual. Right. I love individual rights. It's good to be an individual. The, un the fundamental unit of society is the family. It's men and women together who have a love that becomes so real that sure. you make more people. Well, to have, to have. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. So in other words, when feminism was about freedom, equal rights and whatnot, which to a certain extent, he's actually right. Am I, would I say that I'm a, a feminist? No. Would I say that feminism has done good for men? Oh, hell yeah, it has. It freed me. No, I don't have to be married. Back in the day, Marriage was expected from me because that was part of my social obligation. Now I can do whatever I want. But now you see the people who are born servants who want to serve women. By the way, for those of you who don't know what a simp is, it stands for somebody who idolizes mediocre pussy. Pardon my French. But that's exactly what he's doing right now. He's giving women no accountability, letting them skirt by because they're not men, telling us men that we're the problem. Meanwhile, he outlined all the reasons against marriage, but yet then says we should still do it anyway, without mentioning a single reason why we benefit, without using a single scintilla of logic as to why I should throw the dice and hope for a Yahtzee, why in the world would I do that? We haven't heard that part yet. We've just heard that, oh, because they're women, they're naive. Uh, because of feminism, they're a victim. And because of the way society is set up, you should just take the fall and start a family. While acknowledging the fact that the divorce rate is out of control and the ones who are filing it are not men, which is unbelievable. How are we only three and a half minutes into this almost 15 minute clip and we've had not a pillar of evidence used at all. By the way, 
Asher Cigar, sir, what is going on here? Have an atom, you have to have a proton and an electron, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like a man is a proton, like very important, but essentially nothing until it's unified. To have atom, you need to have. You're saying that a man is nothing without a woman. Is that, is that what you just said? Oh my God! How does a man watch this? How does any single man watch this and take it seriously? This would be good. This would be really good comedy if it wasn't so tragic. But this is not good advice. This is the worst advice you can give to a young, impressionable man. The worst advice ever. Oh, and nice job aping Andrew Tate, by the way. Cigars and scotch and whatnot. Good job. How long did it take you to figure that one out? Kevin Eve. No, I thought, that's where I thought he was going. That's where I thought he was and going. And then I was going to, I thought he was going to go for the Steve thing. And yeah. I was just going to. <laughs> that's why I. Not Steve. <laughs> I've always uh, two the, protons an atom does not make. <laughs> I dare say. I've always with the red pill, you know, and, and I've and I've been in many uh, uh, altercations with with the red. I've run afoul of the red pill crowd many times talking about these issues, and the question I've always had for them that they've never answered, and I'd love to hear an answer from any of them, is that Let's hear it. You know, because I agree with ninety-five percent of their criticisms. Uh, well, then what is it already? Ask me the question. Uh, uh, as you point out, the family courts and it's how it's stacked against men and so on and so forth. What's the other option? Like, oh, what's the other option? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I have a book, Biblical Bachelor. I have the answer. It's right here. It's right here. Here's the answer, sir. Biblical Bachelor. I wrote a whole book about how you could be the most Christian man possible while being single. Paul wrote about it in the Bible, for God's sakes. There's a solution right there. There's your answer. You're welcome. You call the press. I have an answer. I have a solution. I wrote a book about it. Okay, we agree with all that. So then men should just be alone and, and give up on their on their bloodline and die and their bloodline oh. is extinct. I have a no, stop, stop, stop. Let me look. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh Hold on, let me change my glasses to that of the uh, librarian you had in, in, in elementary school. Let's look. Uh, let's see, what chapter was it again? Uh, da, 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 da. Give me one second. Uh, oh, there it is, right there. Biology and Babies, Chapter 8 of The Biblical Bachelor. I talk about surrogacy in depth, about how men, if they want to have a family, they're financially successful, they can still pass on their bloodline, as Mr. Matt Walsh just pointed out. So there you go, there you go, Matt. I have a solution to both of those questions that you said were not answerable. You're welcome, give me a call. I just exposed you that you are a liar. Let's keep going. Distinguish, like, what you are suggesting is despair. You, you are telling men, men. Oh no, my philosophy works great. My philosophy works fantastic. I've never been happier in my life. And are already feeling despair. They're feeling meaninglessness. They're feeling mm -hmm. lost. They're feeling alone. Uh, they're feeling like everything's stacked against them. And so your answer to them is, yeah, well, just that, that's the, be, be in despair and then die. And no, my, uh, my, my answer is biblical bachelor. It's right there. My other answer is to develop your own personal philosophy that works for you so that you don't have to fall on the sword if you don't want to. If you want to, go right ahead. If you want to roll the dice and hope for a Yahtzee, go right ahead. But there are other options out here. I wrote a whole book on my lifestyle that I'm currently living. And you're more than welcome to pick it up. I'll leave it in the description. But again, 
This isn't just about me. There are other options out there in this space. Not just me. There are other options out there. So when he says that there's no one out there with an answer, he's not looking very hard or he's lying. But my, my point is that, that that's just that's just not an okay answer. That can't be the answer. And, and have lots and lots of sex. Well, but that's that's the sterile. That's sex. what you said. Sterile. Although not as much as a married man. Right. <laughs> actually, actually, that's false. Most married men, not most. A lot of married men are actually in sexless marriages, number one. And number two, the distance between the single men having sex and the married man, is the gap is closing. Just look at the statistical data. But you don't really seem to care about statistical data, considering that you've been Irish jig dancing around it this whole time. <laughs> but, this is, but this is what you were saying, is that that's how it turns to the anti-woman. Yeah. Because it's not about the despair. The way that you find meaning is then by disparaging the people who have victimized you. Right? In, in any victim-victimizer sort of narrative, when, when there is no actual victim and victimizer and it has to be sort of put together artificially, then the, vic the person who self-perceives as the victim is very likely to then strike out at the person who they perceive as the victimizer. And so for a lot of the red pill men who perceive the woman, the great woman, as the victimizer, the idea is that you lash out at women by having lots of sex with random girls and basically treating them like trash. See... Ben has actually, I want to thank Ben Shapiro for actually having a somewhat logical approach here. He's correct without being the human psychology. The problem is that is just a small element of the red pill space. The other part of the space, such as myself and other guys like me, is we don't do that. No, no, I preach aftercare. I preach, hey, don't treat people like trash. Treat them with respect. Don't treat people like garbage. Why would you do that? That opens the door for a false allegation. That opens the door for possible um, problems down the road. Plus, what goes around comes around. You treat people like trash, they'll treat you like trash. So I don't preach that. I really don't. Plus, a lot of times just having... I'm not going to tell you not to go out there and sow your royal oats. If you want to do that, you're more than welcome to do it. I do it on occasion myself. I'm not perfect. But you need to be careful what you do. Because trust me, there are some very hungry, hungry hippos out here that are more than happy to um, eat up your marbles and then take you to child support. So be careful with that. But let's keep going. And it's okay because they said that it's okay with them. But that isn't, I've never understood the argument that it relieves you of responsibility for treating a woman well just because the woman has consented to be treated badly. But, but this, he's right about the despair. This is go permeating the right. It permeates the politics of the right. It's the idea is basically it's all over. They think of people basically, Ben, like you and me, as sitting on an ice floe, kind of floating out with, as the ice you know, melts away because we're sitting around thinking about civil debate and you know, constitutional governance, and they think that's all over now. And, and they're all, they're, despair is, permeates the right. And I listen, I listen to a lot of these young guys, and they're talking about bringing back monarchy. They're talking about, you know, they're, yeah, they're king. What are we talking about? We went from talking about men to now we're talking about monarchy and politics. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about. What is going on here? We're getting far off track. Okay. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Sheep Kid Sheared podcast, my question to you is this. Um... What have you heard thus far you agree with and what have you heard thus far that you don't agree with? That's my main question to you right now because I have solutions. I've mentioned my solution multiple times. Biblical Bachelor, I have it right here. I have it, you can listen, you can go watch it. I mean, you can go but pick it up. I even have it on, on Audible, you can listen to it. 
It's an audiobook too if you want to listen to it. My friends, there are solutions out here. And I encourage you, if you want to be a trailblazer, you can make your own trail. See, that's the part they don't tell you, is they say that there are some people who are in despair, which is true. There are some people who are in despair. There are also some of us, like myself, who are pioneering our own way to making it work. Where there's a will, there's a way. The mother... Necessity is the mother of invention. When there is a necessity to adapt to the ever-changing culture, the Giles-centric society, we are now faced with, you, have, you can adapt. You can make a new route to make it work for you, to create your own life. That is what the essence of freedom is. Too many people want the freedom to be comfortable, not the freedom to carve out their own niche, to carve out their own life out of the shapeless marble that is the opportunity of life itself. So many people just want the easy path, the path most trodden. They don't want to carve out their own path. They don't want to pull the weeds. They don't want to do things that are hard. And part of this that's hard is accepting the reality of the world we live in. If you want to still be traditional, then go to a more traditional country. Go get a passport. Be a passport bro if that's what you want to do. If you want to be a biblical bachelor, you can do that. If you want to be a free agent, shout out to CGA, you can go and do that. If you want to go take the Andrew Tate lifestyle, you can do that too. You can do whatever you want. The problem is most people don't have the wherewithal or the cojones to actually go out there. They don't have the chutzpah to go out there and carve their own path. They want other people to make it easier for them to take the path of least resistance. And I don't think that that's smart. Let's see how much more this I can take before, before I got to sign off here. And before I'm already getting a headache from listening to this. I know you look. What? I didn't say anything. I didn't yeah. say anything. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, you know, but you had monarchy. It's not that great. You know, it actually isn't. <laughs> you know, if you think if you think our elections are bad, when you see the beheadings, you know, <laughs> because that's how most of the kings of England were killed. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know. that's fine. We'll I'm, not saying, that I'm not saying we need an imam or a sheikh. You know, honestly, this whole conversation would be putting me to sleep, but I can't go to sleep right here. I need my Helix sleep mattress. Whoa. So good. Whoa. Right. So good. I've been talking about my Helix. Oh, hell no, 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 no. We ain't getting no press on my show. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm, no. See, they're not even giving good advice. Their advice is terrible and disingenuous. And on top of it all, they're just... Get off my show. I'm done with this, man. How do people take this serious? Let's look at the comments section here. Let's look at the comments. They're mentioning Steven Crowder. He's a good person to reference in this space who's come to realize what I've already realized as a younger man. Eliminate no-fault divorce. I didn't hear that in the conversation. MGTOW, yes. Yes, that is a solution as well. Yes, I, I, I agree with this guy. These guys are hope, so hopelessly out of their depth on this topic and don't know it. Facts. Absolutely. See, here's the problem. They're not coming at this as someone who's willing to learn something. They've already convinced they know everything. I don't know everything. I'm forging my own path. I can have a, something jump out at me at any time, and I might have to reevaluate how I'm going, but I'm always going to keep moving forward. 
problem is they don't want to move forward. They want everybody else to move backwards. They want feminism to go away. They want no-fault divorce to go away. Hopefully it does. The problem is I don't think it will. Why? Because the largest demographic of voters right now is women. And women have no reason to get rid of no-fault divorce. So until the time comes when it benefits them to get rid of it, that's, it's not going to happen. So that's why you have to adapt. You have to be willing to not be weak like the Christian church is pushing you to be like these Christian commentators, and except for Ben Shapiro, are talking about. These religious commentators are telling you to basically just fall on a sword. Because they've done it. They think you should do it. But no. No. Anyone who's gone through a divorce will tell you it sucks. And the odds of you getting a divorce have never been higher. The women have more of an incentive to get rid, to get rid of you as a man because you're replaceable. So why would you enter in an arrangement where you know you are replaceable? Why not take care of yourself and value yourself and treat yourself like you're not replaceable? What about, what about that? How about we do that instead? I think that's a good idea. What, what say you? Whatever you decide to take on this topic, I encourage you to question everything you heard today, to stay informed, and not just drink anyone's Kool-Aid. Please don't be weak. Even if you go to church, don't just take this approach because they're not thinking for yourself is weak. That is the easy thing to do. But to think for yourself and make your own decisions, that takes strength. That takes chutzpah. Chutzpah is Yiddish for audacity. It takes audacity. It takes courage to do something hard. My friends, please don't just take the easy route. Because you think other people will think of better of you. That's weak. I'm out. Take care of yourselves. Peace.